And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, APAS reacts to the sale of the port of Churchill Rail Line and Grain Terminal. And we also have some discussion about trade and President Trump. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural, precision ag and lawn and garden products. APAS President Todd Lewis welcomes an agreement to transfer ownership of the Hudson Bay Rail Line and the Port of Churchill. Omnitrax has an agreement in principle to sell the port and the Hudson Bay Railway to the federal government and a consortium of Manitoba First Nations. Also included in the group is AGT Food and Ingredients of Regina, a major exporter of pulse crops. APAS Vice President Ian Boxall farms around Tisdale. He says a reopening of the port of Churchill is important for farmers in northeast Saskatchewan. That is exciting news, I think, in the grain industry that there's an offer pending for the port of Churchill and the rail. And being at closest tidewater for a lot of producers in Saskatchewan, it's a vital part. And I think with what's happened recently in rail, I think any success in rail, you know, this story will be a success in rail. And I think having extra capacity at any port will help the situation. Boxall believes an important part to ensure the Port of Churchill's commercial success is to reopen CN's Tisdale subdivision from Crooked River to Hudson Bay. APAS has written to senior management at Canadian National Railways to stress the importance of the Tisdale rail line and reopening the abandoned stretch. I think any grain growing here in the northeast, which is, which is a big catchment area here, would sip on that Tisdale subline from Tisdale or Crooked River. It's abandoned now and over to Hudson Bay, which would then tie into the Churchill line. So it's a very crucial part for the, for the success of the port. I believe it needs to be opened up as well as for the, you know, the benefit of the producers in this area. Boxall says the closure of the Tisdale subdivision requires grain from northeast Saskatchewan to travel hundreds of kilometres further than necessary to reach the railhead at the Paw, Manitoba. I think the freight rate would be less. Absolutely, the freight rate would be less. And uh, so that's a benefit to producers. Also, I think it takes some of the pressure off the main lines going to Vancouver and Thunder Bay. APAS Vice President Ian Boxall farms near Tisdale. There's some uncertainty among export businesses in Canada following U.S. President Trump's attack on Canada. Trump says Trudeau's criticism of U.S. tariffs was a mistake and will cost Canada a lot of money. John Maswell is Director of Government and International Relations with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and was told there would be some drama during the NAFTA talks. I remember before the negotiations started, we were all told there would be some drama <laughs> as we went through this. Um, you know, I, I, uh, it is uh, it is interesting to watch for sure. Um, it does seem unusual, but uh, you know, I, I think in the in the last couple of days uh, since that point, I think there's almost been a kind of a, a renewed renewed commitment to to get there. Um, you know, at least that just seems the mood. People say, "Wow, that was that was interesting." Well, let's let's get this thing done. Um, now, my sense. Uh, as to where we've been for quite some time here in the NAFTA negotiations is that the, the real sticking point is this um, sort of insistence on a, on a sunset clause, you know, that the agreement would sunset every five years. I think if it wasn't for that, um, the rest of the stuff seems to me that it could get done in, in fairly quick order. Um, but 
you know, on the sunset. It's something that the Trump administration has you know, said that they have to have, and it's something that Canada has said is a is a dawn starter, and and there hasn't been any movement from from either side. And in my mind, it, it is a non starter to to create this concept that the agreement would just vanish in five years if it's not actively renewed. Um, so you know, because to me, for if you're not the United States, it says to an investor, well, it's pretty risky to invest in Canada or to invest in Mexico. Therefore, you'd better just put your long-term investment in the United States. So uh, that that does trouble me and concern me. So I, I see that as a non-starter. So I, I guess the question is, how do they get beyond that that gap on this issue? You know, So the U.S. approach has been to say, all right, well, we're putting some tariffs on. If we don't reach an agreement, we're putting tariffs on. And now Canada has said, well, we're going to put retaliatory tariffs, and, and the pressure is, is building. My hope is that before that pressure builds too much, um, that you know the folks can get together and, and, and find a path forward. Canada has published a list of imports from the U.S. that will face tariffs in retaliation for U.S. tariffs on steel and aluminum from Canada. Masswall says U.S. fresh meat is not on the list, but some processed meat products are facing tariffs totaling $40 million. But he fears escalation, although remaining hopeful that a NAFTA agreement can be reached. Masswell says the U.S. has a trade surplus in Dairy with Canada, and some of the U.S. figures on Canadian dairy tariffs are not accurate. Canada and the U.S. both use tariff rate quotas to allow trading partners to export a certain volume of dairy products at lower tariffs. The tariffs increase once the quota limit is reached. In Canada, once those quotas are reached, tariffs can reach as high as 294% for some products. Prime Minister Trudeau said last week that Canada was flexible regarding dairy, and the government has offered to allow more dairy imports as part of NAFTA negotiations, but U.S. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue says the concessions aren't enough. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association has announced a partnership for a new low-cost livestock mortality insurance program. The Stock Growers has teamed up with Cherry Insurance Ag Secure. The insurance program was developed in response to last year's wildfires to protect against mass livestock losses. Cherry Insurance says the program is unique because it offers a higher deductible option than traditional packages, which reduces premiums and makes it very affordable. There's a two-tier option with a whole farm insurance package and discounted livestock coverage or a standalone livestock-only policy. The deductibles can be customized for individual needs and budget. The insurance covers for death or loss due to a large range of events from fire, wind, lightning and drowning to accidental shooting, dog attack, and malicious mischief, among others. There's also additional optional coverage for entrapment, escape, mutilation, and loading and unloading. The new insurance was unveiled at the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Annual Meeting in Swift Current today. The meeting wraps up later today. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were on the rise during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says prices increased due to higher demand. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were higher on seasonally light volumes last week. CANFAX reported Saskatchewan feeder steer prices increased between $9 per hundredweight in the 7 to 800 pound feeder steer weight category and $2.67 per hundredweight in the 8 to 900 pound weight category, which were the only price comparisons available from the previous week. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices increased between $3.97 per hundredweight 
and $5.32 per hundredweight over the week in the weight categories above 600 pounds, which had price comparisons from the previous week. The largest price gain over the week was in the 7-800-pound feeder heifer weight category, and feeder heifer prices were reported in all categories this week except the lightweight 3 to 400 pound weight category. What were the factors pushing up these prices? Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were higher on lighter cattle volumes with stronger Saskatchewan basis levels and overall demand for cattle. Local demand over the next few weeks will continue to depend on local pasture conditions and overall feed supplies and prices. We did see some uh, weakness in feed prices over the last week or two, which has helped feeder cattle prices move higher. And U.S. cash feeder cattle prices last week were higher, with futures also moving higher. So overall, the trend was higher over the week. And what were marketings? Canfax reported 4,106 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 6,236 head marketed the previous week. Tell me about market-ready cattle prices. What's happening there? Well, slaughter cow prices in Alberta were lower last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows declined $1.19 to average $93.25 per hundredweight, but the price of D3 slaughter cows declined $2.46 per hundredweight to average $81.50 per hundredweight last week. Bad cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were lower last week, declining 73 cents per hundredweight to average $142.99 per hundredweight. U.S. cattle futures rose as much as $5 a hundred last week. Marcinuk says U.S. beef exports continued to be strong, with 83,000 metric tons exported in April, down slightly from the previous month, but up 15% from one year ago. The Canadian Agriculture Minister will host the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture on his home turf this Friday. Lawrence McCauley will meet Sonny Perdue in Prince Edward Island for discussions on trade to be followed by a ride on a lobster boat and a visit to a potato farm. When asked to hope this meeting will go much better than the G7 summit this past weekend, U.S. President Donald Trump was upset following the meetings where he was criticized by the other six leaders for imposing duties on steel and aluminum. Afterward, Trump sent tweets complaining about unfair trade between the U.S. and other countries, including Canada. Those tweets seem to be a bit at odds with the facts from his own agriculture department. Bryce Cook is a USDA trade analyst. For fiscal year 2018 through the first seven months, there have been $86.8 billion worth of agricultural exports and $75.3 billion worth of agricultural imports, leaving a trade surplus of $11.5 billion. Bryce Cook is a USDA trade analyst. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall as Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading this morning. Canola dropped $0.10 cents at $490.04. Oats declined $1.26 at $155.37. Number one red spring wheat increased to dollar forty-seven at two forty-two twenty-eight. The rest were all unchanged. Durham two fifty-five seventy-three. Feed barley one eighty-seven sixty-three. Flax four seventy-two sixty-eight. Yellow peas two forty-four fifty-four. Feed wheat one eighty-nine fifty-eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, July spring wheat is down three quarters of a cent at five eighty-nine a bushel. 
The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Assiniboia Livestock Auction with the market report for June 6th. We had, we had 610 animals come to town this week, mostly call cows and bulls, but we had about 100 feeder cattle as your heiferette sold from $1.15 to $1.30 a pound. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.95. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.84. Canner cows sold from $0.30 cents to $0.50. Slaughter bulls from $1.10 to $1.23 a pound. Now moving over to your feeder heifers. 809 weight, averaged $1.35 and sold up to $1.69. Good heifers, 7 to 800 pounds, averaged $1.64 and sold up to $1.77. For any more market information, give me, Brady Olson, a call at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction, 642-5358. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,100 hogs Monday, selling a range of 171 to 178 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling a range of 176 to 187 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price day is higher, and forward contract prices opened up this morning. Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 19 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2993. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.89 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continue to see strong support, with daily gains averaging close to $1 U.S. at 100 rate over the last week. However, cash bids for live supplies continue to outpace the pork carcass cutout, subsequently shrinking packer operating margins to their lowest level in months. Lean hog features continue to experience higher levels of volatility, but the deferred months of 2018 are still trading within 50 cents a hundred rate of their six-week highs. Producers should use this recent support in the August to February timeframe to secure prices on half of their planned production in an effort to eliminate the largest risk that producers face in these uncertain market conditions. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly sunny skies, wind southwest 40, gusting to 60, the high 21, the low 8 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, clearing in the afternoon and a high of 26, the low 12. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers during the day and evening. The high on Thursday, 24, the low 11. Friday, sunny and a high of 22, the low 11. Saturday, sunny, the high 20, the low 11 degrees. Sunday, sunny, the high 22, the low 11. Monday, sunny, the high near 23. That is the normal high for this time of year. The normal high is 23. The normal low is about 9 degrees. The sun rose at 4.47 this morning. It sets at 9.10 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at 21. That's the hot spot in the province right now at 21. The hot spot in Canada is 29 in Quebec. Saskatoon is 18, Swift Current also 18, Weyburn and Yorkton both 20. In Regina with partly cloudy skies, it's 20, that's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest 40, gusting to 58, so it's windy. Humidity is 25%, the barometer rising 101.0. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 20 degrees, winds are from the west at 39, gusting to 50. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.